Bibles with you this morning, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 49, and I know last week we were in Isaiah 43, and um, we kind of touched base on the topic that I'd like to, to speak on this morning, um, of God's promises and how that he'll never forget us and never forget his children, um, and as I was dwelling on that this week and over the weekend, um, my mind went to Isaiah 49, a few chapters past where we were last week in, in 43. And I'm just going to be in a few verses here today, verses 14 through 16 is all we're going to read. Um, but Isaiah chapter 49, starting in verse 14. It says, But Zion said, The Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her nursing child? and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Let us pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you today. Thank you for those, again, that's gathered in your house and that's gathered online, that we've come today to worship you, Lord, and and to hear from you. And Lord, may your spirit move freely, Lord. We welcome you into your house today. Uh, may it move freely into, in amongst us and into our hearts. Uh, may your words be so vivid to us today um, and speak to where it finds us. In Jesus' name, amen. So I thought about the topic of forgetting. Um, how many are very forgetful? Is there anybody in here that forgets a lot? Some of us forget a lot. Have you ever forgot anything really important? Like maybe you, you told somebody you'd be at their wedding and maybe you forgot to be there, or maybe uh, anybody forget a kid anywhere, you know, you go somewhere, a few of you, a few of you forgot kids' places, you know, maybe you forgot something really important. Um, I was thinking the other day, the thing that I hate to forget, and I always do this, um, you ever go to a restaurant and you have a great meal, and then they give you a box and you put the leftovers in the box, and then you pay the check and you get up and leave the box at the table? Am I the only one? A lot of you do that too? Yeah. And then you get home, and you never remember until you get home, or you're in the car and you're almost home, and you know it's already been thrown away by that point, and you're like, you know, that was really good. I paid for that, and I really wanted that tomorrow for lunch or whatever, and and I hate forgetting that type of stuff, you know? Uh, But all of us, we forget all kinds of things in life, and and one of the things that that has always um, been a reminder to me, a lot of times we try to put God in the aspect of our understanding. Or we put God in the aspect of putting him in a human nature. And Christ, he was divine. He was fully human and he was fully God. And we see that in the Gospels. Um, but we forget that God sometimes is the creator of the universe. And, and we put him in our mindset of, well, we so easily forget stuff, then God must have forgot about us. Or God must have forgot about this situation. Or I pray to God and he never answered us or answered me. And my heartfelt cry and me calling out to the Lord. And so this morning, I wanted to look at these scriptures. I'm going to reread at least the first couple here um, to get this into context. Um, note that verse 14 here, um, this says, But Zion said, and then we have quotations, The Lord has forsaken me, and my Lord has forgotten me. Unquote. And then as we get into verse 15, we have new quotations, and this is the Lord saying that. You've got to jump down to verse 18, because verse 18, the middle of that, thus saith the Lord. So we know this is the Lord's response in verse 15 that says, Can a woman forget her nursing child and, and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, 
yet I will not forget you. And so when we think of that in that context, here we see, we say, Zion, Lord, you have forsaken me. Lord, you've forgotten all about me. And, and, and keep this in mind, I know we talked a little bit about the time that this was written. Um, Isaiah is prophesying to, to the, uh, the children of Israel. Um, throughout, we see uh, the book of Isaiah, there's a lot of things that he covers. He's telling them that they need to repent of their wrongdoing. Um, he's foretelling the things to come. He also foretells the Messiah that would come six to seven hundred years after the writings that we're reading here. Um, but they would be thrown into captivity in Babylon and then uh, Assyria and all the rulers that, that would kind of come as they would fall, and eventually they would come back. And God is reminding them, no matter what, I will not forget you. And I think I mentioned that last week in the context of even how God did not forget the children of Israel uh, when they were in Egypt 400 and some years. Um, he still delivered them years later. He's saying, I'm not going to forget you. And, and we see the fulfillment of some of these prophecies six to 700 years later um, in the Gospels and the coming of the Christ. And, and so as we look at this, to apply this to our lives today and, and to dwell upon this, that no matter what situation that we go through in life, to know that God is true on his promises, he has not forgotten the promises that he has made in Scripture, um, that whether it was Christ when he was here on the earth, or the promises that he spoke through his people written into the Scripture that we have today, um, and he has not forgotten about his children. There's not a circumstance, there's not a place, I think even Scripture says, there's not a place we can go to hide from God. There, there's nowhere, you know, Jonah tried to hide from God, um, Jonah tried to run from God. Uh, Jonah was thrown in the belly of the well, and even when he was in the deeps of the sea, God was still there. And, and so when we understand that, that there's not a place we can go on the face of the earth, or even above the earth, if they shoot us into space um, on some of these new uh, capsules they got up there, um, God is still in our presence. There's not a place that we can go that God is not there. And so when we, we comprehend that and wrap our minds around that, not only is he there, he hasn't forgot about us. And as I started out in this, a lot of times because we don't understand as humans um, the full magnitude of God, I mean, we read about him, we study him, we feel him, we see the miracles that he's performed in our lives. Um, but that, to me, that's just like the touch of the iceberg. God is his holiness and his mighty and his power is so much larger than our brains can even understand. And I know I mentioned this last week to the mindset that, you know, I'd rather serve a God that I don't fully comprehend because, because my brain can't comprehend the greatness of God than to serve a God that I, I can have all the way down to the point and understand everything. When we put it in that mindset, God is so much greater and more powerful and more mighty, and his plans knit together so much more than we can even understand and maybe even understand on the face of this earth until maybe we get to glory and he may reveal some of this stuff to us. But we think about how mighty God is that he will not forget us. It says, can a mother forget her nursing child uh, uh, that she nursed in the womb or that she carried for nine months in the womb? Can she forget? And God says, surely um, they may forget. And, and, and even in that context, it's kind of hard to think of a mother that would forget their child. E even a child that would become maybe a wayward child and, and just run off and you don't hear from the child. The mother still cares and knows and generally. And God says that even in, in as much as that, it could still happen possibly, that a mother could forget their child. But he's telling you that, I will never forget you. 
I will never forget you. My promises are true. And I was thinking about the promises of God. Um, I mean, there's hundreds of them written in the Scriptures. It's impossible for us to cover all the promises in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, writings as we see here through the prophets, or the words that Christ spoke. We think about um, when he spoke about rest. He says, come to me, all ye are heavy laden, I will give you rest. That's a promise, that he'll promise to do that. In the Old Testament, we see here, it says that he will renew our strengths, you know, like, like the eagles. He will renew, that is a promise uh, that he will fulfill. Love will never fail us through God. God's love will never fail us. That is a promise, that he'll fight for us. I spoke on that um, on our online service a couple weeks ago in Exodus 14, when the children of Israel came to the Red Sea, and they look back, and, and the Egyptians are now chasing after them, and, and God says that I will fight for you this day. The Lord fights our battles. He goes before us. That is a promise. He promised that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He'll be with us even until the ends of the earth. Or he promised that he sent his spirit to be a comforter to us. The Bible is full of promises. And we can bank on the fact that these promises are true, that God will not forget what he promised his children. And the more in-depth that we read and that we study the Bible... Um, and I'm hoping, I'm planning as we start the new year uh, to put some things, um, maybe as a congregation, that we'll read through the Bible together. Um, I know this is a little bit early on. We're not quite to the beginning of the year. Um, but I'll work with Sue. Maybe we'll get the text every week of what we're reading together. And, and the more and more that we read through the Scripture, the more and more we understand, the more promises we understand that God has put in the Scripture. And how not only has He fulfilled them in times past, then we can count on him to fulfill them in our generation. And I know, and I've talked with many over the years, that, and I mentioned this again last week also, that a lot of times people think, well, the Old Testament has nothing for me. The New Testament is all about what Christ did. You know, we, we live under the blood, we live under grace today. But when we read and study the Old Testament, we understand the promises he made and how they came true. And, and how we're just a speck in this, this line of history, the thousands of years going back into creation. And we go all the way back. We're just a speck of time. But will we understand how his promises came true for generations and generations before us? That he never forgot about his children for generations and generations before us? You know, we may be going through a different pandemic, but the hardships and the trials and the tribulations and the sorrow in life that we go through there are those that came before us that went through something maybe a little bit different, but similar, right? You know, the generations that came before us, all the wars that, that have been fought on the face of the earth, the wars that our country has went in, the, our, our veterans that have fought on our behalf, and the dark times that we've experienced in this country in the past 200 years, the Lord has been through us, or with us through all of that if, as a country and as individuals, we put our tra- trust and our faith into Him. And so I think to understand his promises, we have to understand that his promises are true. To fully understand them, that they are true, and they are going to come to light uh, when he makes these promises in our life. But he will never forget us. Now dwell upon that. That, that next verse here that we read this morning, uh, verse 16, he says, See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. And I've seen paintings and pictures over the years of like, Christ's hands down with the, the nail prints and some people's names written on them. Um, you know, it, it just kind of to picture that and understand that we're written on the palms of God's hands. Uh, we could see kind of the fulfillment of prophecy in the essence of Christ going to the cross 
and he taking upon the sins of the world, and he die, dying, being tortured and, and being beaten and nailed on the, the cross by his, the palms of his hands or the wrists that he was nailed upon the cross, and he took upon that, he took upon our sin. And we can think of it in, in that, that picture of that mindset of us being written on his hands. Um, but he'll never forget us. We're written on his hands. And, and I know that's hard for me. I don't know about you. That may be hard to just fathom. Just me as just singular of all the people that's ever been on the face of the earth that here today and all the generations. What makes me any, any special? I'm not. We're not any special. Except for in God's eyes, we are special. To the point that he died for us. He sent a son to die for us. And we are on his palms. And he knows whatever we go through in life. And I know in life, like all of us do, sometimes we question God. Sometimes we question the circumstances that, that we experience, or why you know, bad things happen to have to happen to good people, or why that we experience things. And, and sometimes, you know, to be honest, there may not be full answers on this side of heaven. You know, God may reveal certain answers that we seek through His Word, through His Spirit, uh, maybe through others uh, that He has put in our path. Um, but to have that reassurance of knowing that we are in God's hands, no matter what we go through, no matter what we face. You know, in life, life is all about hills and valleys. And, you know, one moment we're on top of the hill and things are going great, it's like, buckle up, be prepared, you're about to go into a valley, right? <laughs> you know? But when you're in a valley, it's like, okay, I'm ready to be back on that mountaintop, you know? But no matter what, even in Psalms 23, even in the valley of the shadow of death, He's with us. His rod and his staff, he comforts us. No matter what we go through, there's not a place on earth that we cannot hide from God, but he's there with us. That he's there in those moments that he carries us through, that we go through in our life. But I want to kind of end in this perspective when we think of us written on the hands of God. Have you put your full trust and your faith in God's hands? i turn that around a little bit. And to put that in the perspective, have you put your life and your trust into God's hands. You know, the Bible talks about that we can't serve two masters. And so, you know, automatically we, our minds kind of go back to the fact of, okay, well, we can't serve God and we can't serve Satan. But a lot of people in this world says, well, I'm not serving Satan, so that means I've got to serve God if I'm not serving Satan. But have you put your trust into God's hands? Let's put it this way. Sometimes in life, if we're not careful, it's do I put my trust in God's hands or do I put my trust in my hands? Is it about me? Is it about myself? Or is it about God? Do I put my trust in the world? Or do I put my trust in God? And so when we put it in that perspective sometimes, you know, we can't serve two masters. We have to fully put our trust and our faith, even though we may not understand the outcome or the situation or, or what we hold and what we're going through in this world, do we put our full trust and our faith in the Lord? You know, he will never let us down. And I, and I think how important that is when we talk about the coming together. The scripture says, do not forsake the assembly of ourselves even as the end approaches because things are going to get tougher in life, in this world. It's going to get harder, and we're going to need one another. You know, even though the Lord is there, the Lord has not forsaken us or be with us even to the ends of the world. But, but here we are to encourage one another, to, to give testimony. i got to tell you what the Lord did for me this week. And that encouragement just spills over. You think about our cup overflowing. Well, where does it overflow to? It can overflow to one another. 
It can be such an encouragement to one another to realize, you know, Danny gets up and he shares what's going on in, in the workplace and what God's blessing, and sometimes it realize, well, I really needed to hear that today, that the Lord is still moving, and, and the Lord is working, and, and that we just don't feel stagnant sometimes in, in ourselves, in our own little bubble, so to speak, that we can encourage one another. It's important to come together, and I know with social distancing and, and everything. It's hard. I know it's hard to fellowship with, with those joining online and those in person, but know that God loves you today. We love you. We love one another, and we should be everything we can to do to encourage one another, even more so as that day approach, to know that God is with us. He will be with us. We are in His hands. And so we ask the question today, have you put your full trust and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you put your faith into his hands? Uh, what's that song? Or trust and never doubt, he will surely uh, lead us out. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. Have we taken our burdens to the Lord? Have we put all of our cares and all of our burdens and everything that we go through in life and, and so much, and I know speaking for myself so much, we just want to carry that on our own shoulders, right? You know, we've got this. We've got this handled. We can control it. We can take care of it all. But have we given it to the Lord? Do we wait until the point that it's, it's broke us down to our knees and then we want to give it to the Lord? Or do we get to the point that we want to pick it back up after we've given all of our cares to the Lord? Um, I think I preached a message a couple years ago. I think, if I remember right, Hunter helped me out. Um, we had a bucket and we put a bunch of cans of soup and we wrote all the different, care, different cares that can weigh us down in life. And uh, Hunter was pretty strong. We put a lot of stuff in that bucket. Um, but we, we kind of wrote on those cans of soup the different things that could stress us down or hold us down or pull us down in life, it's so much easier to give it to the Lord. Sometimes we, we fight these battles and fights in our mind and in our, in, our, in our souls that we don't need to buy, fight if we just give it to the Lord and leave it there. Leslie, if you would come, if we'd all be standing uh, this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you today. Lord, sometimes I, personally I think of, you know, what the sight must be from heaven as you look at everything that's going on around us. Not just in our communities and in our individual lives, but what it has to look like, the heartbreaking around the world today. But Lord, may we be reminded by your word that you haven't left us alone. May we be mind, reminded by your word that there's a heaven to gain and a world to shun. May we be reminded by your word today, Lord, that through the death of your Son on the cross, you have made a way where there seems to be no way. Lord, as we have gathered here in this small congregation, you know, there may be, there's nothing great and powerful in any of our names that we've gathered here today, but there's something great in your name. And we have gathered in your name, in your house, in this moment, this morning. And whatever we may be facing this morning, may we be reminded that you've never left us, you've never forsaken us, you've never forgotten us, Maybe in life, Lord, we have forgotten you, but you have never forgotten us. Speak to us today. Speak to our hearts. 
Speak to our inner beings. And Lord, when we leave this place today, may we have the assurance of knowing that we've laid it all down at the foot of the cross. In Jesus' name,